It's beefy, baby. My name is Luke Hodson. Alex Morrison. You ready? I'm ready. It's a movie podcast. Let's get it. Grease soaked mess. It's a movie podcast. Rated PG 13. Your mom didn't make that casserole. Hello, everybody. Hello. Are you going to say hello? Tis dark. Tis grim. Okay. All might be lost, yet a stalwart hero approaches. What is your name, traveler? Say it. And your name. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew, sir. Andrew. And what brings you to this fine beef tavern? Doth thou havest the beef? We shall see. Beef filled, you might think. My name is Luke Hodson. <laughs> hey, my name is Alex Morrison. <laughs> and we are joined today by a very, very special baby boy guest by the name of <gasps> Andrew. Oh, that was so sweet. That was like so yeah. like soft. <laughs> Thank you. Make sure to say hello, Andrew. We have a very broad, broad, broad audience. Mm-hmm. Hel- hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bucket of Beef. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So what do you do, Andrew? What what? How, what's your association with this Bob show? Well, uh, many moons ago, in another life, they may say, I uh, I worked on a tree farm with uh, our boy Luke Hobson here. Ooh, and, why didn't uh, you work on the tree farm? Too? Yeah, I I, I I might actually be the longest running employee from the tree farm. Drew is our besides besides Luke. Hey. I was the foreman for seven years. Absolutely, that's uh, cool. Worked my way up, as they say. And mm-hmm. um, and then I just happened to become a graphic designer because what do you do when you have ADHD and no aspirations at 16? Um, but, yeah, I became a graphic designer, and I am the person who created the Bucket of Beef brand. Oh, yeah. Let's he did. go. He did. Really sprinkled that in right I got, at the I end. Gotta pitch like, that I got in a little chills. Bit. Oh, yeah. Damn. Executive producer Andrew Beggs. Yeah, executive producer, honestly. <laughs> You're, you are tagged at the end of, or, or in the, in the um, I guess, like the taglines of every episode. Everyone's like, who is this? And we tag you on Instagram. So everyone knows, has seen your Instagram handle. They know who you are. Yeah, what you you've gotten like eighty thousand new followers since since our partnership, yeah. Of course, honestly, Easily, yeah, maybe I, more. I love the idea that someone would watch the show and never know who I was, and now we can like reveal it. You know, it's the unveiling. Of this. Exactly, it is. It's absolutely yeah. incredible. The man behind the beanie. Yes, the man behind the beef. The man. Behind so the... this, yeah, the man behind the beef. Um, so the poll was your poll, and you gave us all of your picks. I do want to ask, like. The picks that you chose, why did we pick all of them? And and at the end of this question, how do we feel about Dude, Where's My Car being picked? Okay. Um, so, I this is going to sound really stereotypical, but I'm a Wes Anderson boy. I, I love those movies. Like, drama, weird indies are, like, my favorite. And going into it, I was like, I don't want to do Wes Anderson movies because I feel like I it's so on point it's so on brand for me that I was like I want to find yeah. something that genuinely was like 
pivotal or interesting or even something if someone hasn't seen it could be kind of fun which i've learned a lot of movies from you guys just watching the show um so i was like okay i want to find something new that someone wouldn't have seen Uh, i think my first pick was the master which i believe is one of philip seymour hoffman's greatest performances on top of the fact that you can watch it without knowing like the whole lore behind it it's kind of culty i'll give you that hint but um but that's not like uh widely known or it's not clear that that that's a cult movie um i would say brazil is just like a classic strange movie i didn't actually even know it existed growing up and then i don't know sometime in high school someone was like hey you know that robert de niro movie and i was like what are you talking about it ends up being kind of a strange mind fuck sorry wait can i swear that thing yes yeah yeah okay Yeah, I will curse. <laughs> oh, um, you can threaten politicians. Fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah, fuck, we can fuck. swear as much we, as we, we want. We can threaten people. We'll yeah, one hundred percent. Credibly, these are credible threats. That's right. CIA is going to come for our All I'm going to say is we've got buckets of plans. All right, shut the fuck up. KFC is going to come after your ass. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think that, that, that world-famous bucket belongs to us, <laughs> all right? There might not be any beef in there, but it has the heart and soul Absolutely and Absolutely it does. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you can't call yourself... Honestly, that's like, a, you know, chicken. You know, Chick-fil-A doesn't have the bucket, so you got to come in and be the, you know, the beef to their chicken, you know? Exactly. Oh, my God. Fuck, chi- fuck Chick-fil-A. That's an amazing quote. you got to be the beef to their chicken. Man. Yeah. That feels like... That's a peace treaty right there. Honestly, okay, ahead, you could be a better Chick-fil-A. Um, <laughs> so, Under the Silver Lake, I thought would be fun, because I feel like no one saw it. Like, I feel like I'm the only one who watched it when it came out, and it's very, like... Have you ever seen Once Upon a Time in L.A. that kind of reviews, like, you know, the lore of the film industry in L.A.? I feel like Under the Silver Lake plays into, like, the zaniness that does seem to be L.A. Like, while New York, I think, has its charm and its weirdness as a city, I feel like L.A., maybe in the last, like, 30 years, feels like some lawless, strange land. Especially when I was visiting there, I was like, this shit exists. Like, people, someone paid to build this here. Um, and Under the Silver yes. Lake, experience, like the whole conspiracy to it. I picked a lot of cult movies now I'm thinking about it. But the whole conspiracy to that movie. Are you a paranoid person, Drew? What? Are you a paranoid person? Um, yeah, maybe a little. <laughs> All right, I'm, let's keep it, keep it rolling. I mean, I live in a basement, you know. I feel like that tracks. Don't let him do this to you. <laughs> Don't let him do this he's to gonna, you. He's going he's gonna to talk me into paranoid conspiracy. Now I have a oh, platform. Yeah. What have you done? Um, so no, so with those three movies, I felt like they were all very wide picks for finding like strange movies that all had a lot to talk about. But when I was thinking about the audience and the movies that you guys have reviewed, I feel like we've, you guys have gone a lot more into like the dramas, the cult classics, even I think like recontextualizing like really big movies like Rambo and Predator, I think were my favorites because you, you looked at action movies a lot differently. And in reality, Dude, Where's My Car? Going into it, I hadn't seen it in years. And I was like, this might be a piece of shit movie. But it'll be funny to see what the take is. And even how I feel about it as someone who's very invested in film. And, Hell yeah. Uh, so Dude, Where's My Car was just like the, let's throw it out there and see. I was kind of hoping that people would be like, oh shit, I forgot about that. You know? Yeah. Which I think succeeded. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I haven't seen this movie. I'd never seen it. You'd never seen it? Never seen it. I did dude, not know dude, that. Where's my car? I had no idea. This is the idea. first time I've ever seen it. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. 
So I feel like we have a bunch of perspectives here because I used to watch this a lot. Oh, really? Like a lot. No, I had no idea what was happening. I'd seen it once. Okay, so we have the one view, the no view, and like I, I was watching this a lot when I was probably in thir- high school. Yeah, like well, I mean, school. like middle school, like thirteen, fourteen. I was like, I relate so hard. No, to this it's movie. prime like thirteen to seventeen year old. <laughs> for, oh, sure. for sure. Yeah, I don't think I saw this movie till I was like at least at the end of high school, maybe yeah. college even. I don't, I feel like it was high school, but I couldn't remember really. No, and it was such a treat. Honestly, we watched it like at two o'clock today. Mm-hmm. And for some we, for some reason we had like a, a a larger viewing party than we typically have. We too. did. There were like five of us in the living room. Yeah, like we were like five of us watching it, and three of them left. <laughs> 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 but like, not to negate the fact that it was so much fun. I had a great time. No, I laughed out loud a lot. Yeah, like it's a, a lot it's a genuinely movie. funny film, and it's just like it just like takes itself. It's like not afraid. The power of this movie for me is like. The power of the yes and that was clearly happening in the writer's room. Yeah. Like, it just seemed like it was a very fun project to work on for both the actors and the writers. Yeah. On this, you know? Yeah. Because it literally, it feels, it's just like a fever dream. <laughs> well, and you I, know? I think that's what they do really well. Like, I think a lot of movies, at the, I mean, this is what, 2000? And I feel like a lot of movies are trying there. to, like, you know, push CGI or, like, after, you know, effects or writing. And this movie's like, how much dumb shit can we fit into, you know, the runtime and have it be very clear that this is supposed to be like this this movie sets up the precursor for I feel like scary movie or even like another teen movie. Oh, yeah. Like this is the original another teen movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. And before we get a little further, I think we should dive into a little bit of a synopsis oh, yes. on this boy. Um Alex has a little Wikipedia thing pulled up. I'm gonna try to just Go off the dome with it. You're gonna go off of it. Okay, okay cool. Let's yeah. Let's so synopsis. so best friends, um, Jesse and Chester. Uh, Jesse is played by bah, 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 Ashton Sean. Kutcher. Jesse's Ashton Kutcher, and Chester is uh, Sean William, William Scott. Scott. Yeah, both wonderful in this movie. Basically, it's two stoner friends that wake up from a crazy night of partying, uh, that includes uh, like a lifetime supply of pudding in their cabinet. And the eventual discovery that they don't know where Jesse's car is. Um, basically, what they're trying to do is they're trying to find the car so they can get um, the birthday presents for their twin girlfriends. Uh, so their twin girlfriends will have sex with them. Um, or so they think. Or they're so they're going to they get think. a treat. They're going to get a very special a, treat. A sweet special treat. <laughs> uh, the, the sisters' names are, what is it, Wilma and Wanda? Wilma and Wanda, Wanda played by Jennifer Garner, and Wilma played by Marla Sokoloff. Um, sorry if I'm butchering that last name. Um, on their journey to get this car, they end up stumbling into basically a space-time conspiracy uh, that includes the search for a mythical, uh, powerful relic. Uh, hot ladies who may or may not be... Uh, fighting for the forces of darkness, uh, some Dutch folk who strive to keep the universe. You mean Dutch folk, beautiful Dutch men. Beautiful Dutch men. Yeah. Beautiful blonde hair. Um, I will say, I will get off course a little bit. The like shoulder to chest ratio <laughs> on one of those dudes went went nuts. He was <laughs> yeah. like he was like a GI Joe action figure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're basically on this journey. They're like trying to get the car. They're trying to figure out wh- what this artifact is. And it's like a, a rediscovery of what had happened that fateful night. 
and where the titular where? question will be asked. Dude, where's my car? Where's my car? Dude, oh, where's yeah. my car? Mm-hmm. But it's really what what I love about this movie is it really plays like a series of like very excellently executed comedic vignettes. Yeah, like just a bunch of little sketches that are like really that are tied really well together through the main story. And like that's something that sometimes I don't really appreciate about movies like like say Scary Movie, like the franchise in general. Is a lot of the time when you're doing a movie of this style, you have like some fun sketches that are thrown throughout, but it doesn't really feel like a movie because there isn't like a maintained through line throughout it. Like their through line is just based on a general theme rather than mm-hmm. like an actual like need from the characters. Yeah. You know? And Dude Where's My Car is just like it's simple and then they're able to take that simple foundation and like take it in so many different directions yeah i uh, feel that are like hilarious i feel like the th- I, that was the most interesting thing for me is how much for the through line really takes you through it and especially i feel like the they always are in the right place at the right time and no one questions it and even i didn't i was like you know what it's not two deus ex machina like you know we can get through this but honestly I think where it really shines for me is I feel like this movie is surprisingly well-written enough that like I get, they always bring things up in later vignettes where even though I feel like it's a bit, they're always calling back to something that actually makes it like relevant to my understanding. Oh yeah. Especially, I mean, I, the early dialogue had me really questioning how it was going to go. Cause I, I haven't seen this movie in many years, but I did watch it a lot and I was like, Oh, I really just, just like the way that these guys talk to each other right at the beginning, it's like single word, single word question, answered by another question, single word, and it's just like okay. But like as it as it goes on, even just like like the Rubik's cube being pulled out <laughs> yeah. randomly, yeah, and you're like, oh okay, he's playing with the Rubik's cube, whatever. And then it just shows up at the end being the savior of of the universe, and like I don't know. Yeah, it's really smart in that way. For yeah, sure. it's a really. A lot of times when you have movies that, like, like dumb comedies, they have to be written really smartly. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they mm-hmm. have to be structured really well. Like, I would, like, honestly, I would say, like, um, you have, like, so many movies like that. Especially, like, sort of, like, golden age, like, Will Ferrell movies. Yeah. Like, like you got, like, Step Brothers or, like, is, is he, is, uh, or, like, a movie like Dodgeball. I can't remember if Will Ferrell's even in that. That's but a like, Vince Vaughn film. It's a Vince Vaughn movie. Yeah, like do- yeah. you got like Dodgeball, like Step Brothers, Talladega Nights, like, uh, like the list goes on and on. Like so many comedies that are just like dumb, yeah. but they're they're just structured so well, and there's like just a level of of like satire that's in there that has to be like really thought out for the jokes to like actually be funny, like. I really the moment that like the random dude like came out of when we see of their closet. when we see one of the guys <laughs> come closet. out come out of their closet yeah. and he just pisses in their plant and then leaves like the moment and where they're, they're just like whatever <laughs> like, well no but they're like, also they're also like who is that oh, he's like yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't know but that's I the, was that's like, the fun about the, about the punchline is that they both play it off like they know him and then you get like oh they don't know yeah. who the fuck he is but it's like it's like just the the structure of that joke is so good because it like already like subverts the expectations because like in most movies that would just be like the drunk random roommate yeah that they like don't use they just like have him as a character for like this this initial joke you know but then they like they lean even more into it like I have no idea. You know, like... <laughs> For sure. 
And it's so funny because at the very beginning, I wasn't, ex- I, I didn't remember, I guess I maybe didn't see or, or something that it's, this story is inspired by actual events, which is. is a thing that oh, it said. Is it actually what it at said? At the beginning, yeah. And as we, I, I, you know, you look up the, the, um, the synopsis like we always do, um, it's just because like the two guys who wrote it are the are the basis for Chester and Jesse. Ooh, okay. Um I mean, I don't know. It's just it's so it's so similar to how at least me and you interact. Mm-hmm. You know. I just love it. I love it. I had yeah. such a good time watching this one. It's so fun like the all the char- all the characters are really well written. Like they're all such unique they're just like su- such unique pe- little people <laughs> just doing goofy <laughs> unique shit. little people. Well, and I think they play a very fun caricature while also being very like realistic. Like I like that the um, like the hot blonde is looking for sensitivity, you know, like they always have this weird tinge to them. Oh yeah. Ooh. Uh so we talked a little bit about what we I mean it's so funny we're using we're doing this so naturally and honestly like like when me and luke are together i was like okay what's the good what's the bad do the synopsis this that and the other thing we talked a lot about the good what do we not like about this film what is something that kind of doesn't itch you in the right way because the thing that doesn't itch me in the right way is the is the um adidas tracksuits and the partying at the at the pool, which it's the funniest part. It's the funniest part of this entire movie. But I'm like, ooh, I don't know. They have grills. Why do they have grills? Yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah, you, but... definitely, you definitely feel like the emergence from the 90s in this film. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? for sure, like, for sure, for sure. I mean, there's dated shit. Like, it's like... I would like a sexist film. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> like, it is objectively. But, but I will say, it, it's like one of those movies where, like, there is... It's like a sort of tongue in cheek. It's like, like yeah, to, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like it's like tongue in cheek. It's like, haha, isn't this ridiculous? Yeah. It like clearly seems like everyone that's like part of this film was having like a great time, yeah. and that it seemed like it was a you know a safe and respecting environment. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. But but I mean yeah, I mean this is definitely a movie that like my mother wouldn't enjoy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think especially where I think like you know. The other guys tally. The Will Ferrell movies in the later years, I feel like we're always going for like the scare, like the the shock value. I think this movie doesn't have to try too hard to do that, but then it always kind of plays this line of like how wild can we be with our humor, and then just kind of play it off like nothing happened. Which is definitely, I feel like, especially with some of the jokes in there, you know, they can kind of like, especially even like the. Not thinking too much about the co- the morality of a comedy movie, but like I love oh, yeah. how much they're like we love our girlfriends, but anytime they get a chance to like get a sexual favor, grab a tit, they'll hand over anything they have for you know for a good licking, <laughs> and it's yeah, like it's but we still, we're, we're we're on a mission for our girlfriends. It is it is funny to think about like when the, when the like oh, what's what's the, like the relic thing called? Oh, the um, continuum the... transponder? No, yeah, no. yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, no, that's right. I think uh, the continuum, continuum transfunctioner. Trans- well, transfunctioner. So with the transfunctioner, like we have like the the very clearly like kind of like satire Charlie's Angels. Yeah. 
gals that yeah. appear and they're like who are you we're not chicks <laughs> like we will we're give, hot chicks with really nice breasts we will give you we will give you pleasure if you give us the transponder <laughs> but it's funny because the transponder has already been explained to these guys as like being of utmost importance to like the safety of the universe and to like treat like like treat it carefully and like protect it with your life and they're just so ready to like to give it away yeah. for oral pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, wait, we get a blowjob. Well, you can the universe can explode. Yeah. I don't give a shit. <laughs> and I, I actually I like that kind of bait and switch where it's like the nerds, you know, in the beginning are so unassuming, and they're the ones who reveal like you know the, the true balance of the universe being in play here. They've been right the whole time. Yeah, but yeah. then by the time they see the robots, it's you know the whatever the aliens. It's kind of non-serious at that point. But in the end, the nerds end up being the bigger threat. I feel like for part of the movie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. They're they're the biggest threat outside of the the hot chicks turning into the big hot chick that destroys <laughs> the golf <medical laughs> course. Is men in bubble it, wrap who kidnap people. <laughs> yeah, I like. I did like it when like Will, like Wilma and um, God, is it Wilma and Wanda? Wanda? Wilma and Wanda. Wilma and Wanda. They get they get kidnapped by the what do they call them? The Zan Zan Xantharis. Oh, uh, Zoltan. Oh, the Zoltans. The Zoltan. Zoltan. The, Zol- Zoltan. the Zoltan. The Zoltanites. And like their bindings are like bubble wrap. It's <laughs> <laughs> like see the that. general. No, the, yeah, like when they're when they're like on the little like catwalk thing, and they're like. We bound. have your girlfriend. Yeah, they, they like have bubble wrap like over their like tied over their mouths and like they're bubble wrapped in their hands and it's just like Chester and Jesse are like, oh god. Yeah, but this movie really does feel like I think in a you know you can look at it whatever way you want, but I think in like a very um, like satirical way, just like it's it's like if like a thirteen or fourteen year old like came up with like. The idea for like the coolest story ever, you know, <laughs> it's just like these two dudes that smoke a shit ton of weed, and like get into this crazy scenario. But like everywhere they go, like all of the women want to fuck them. But yeah. also everyone and, hates like, them. Everyone and hates everyone them so hates much. them. Yeah, but like just like big chested women just like are throwing themselves <laughs> at their feet, and they're like all for it. Yeah, it's, it's nice. just you like know, when they when they give the girlfriends those the necklaces. <laughs> Dude, okay. I'm like, I cannot believe this. Like, so, this is... So, that's actually... That would be one thing I don't like, you know? Yeah, so I didn't I, really like that bit. Well, no, I think... That wasn't a great bit, but I think... I'm so used to being, like, mildly offended at a lot of these... A lot of these jokes in this movie did not, like, sit well with me. And I was like, okay, at least they're not, like, dwelling on it too far. But I do think that for how many movies have just like jaded me for what they're gonna pull out as far as like a joke in this era or even like movies i didn't remember being as like racist or fucked up as they were i was kind of hoping they would have went maybe a little bit farther with some of the jokes because i felt like at a certain point they were like always getting themselves there and they were like but now we're never gonna acknowledge this which was like it was good and bad at a certain point yeah like i wouldn't want it to be made now but for the time i was like okay this could have it could have hit me a little bit harder yeah. yeah, and I mean it is comedy. It's like all it is comedy, you know, and the, and the style of it, like you were saying, it's like very much like a hit and run style. <laughs> yes, of it, like didn't see that, huh? And then uh, move on to the next <laughs> yeah. one, you know. Oh my god, I will say I think my favorite bit in this, and this is not to be at all insensitive. I'm being sensitive to the subject by saying, 
I really like the part when the the quote unquote hot chicks go to visit Wanda, and what was the other one? Wanda and uh, Wilma, Wilma. Wilma, Wilma, Wanda and Wilma at the in their staff at the deaf and blind <laughs> sports event. <laughs> And the kid is just working his magic, being blind, being like, I'm going to touch boobies. This is how we say hi. Yeah, no, it was fucking, oh my god, that was the best. I loved that fucking scene. I think that was my favorite comedic bit. It was, well, it was just so unexpected that, of course, like, these pure, like, kind girls are working at, like, a, like, a deaf and blind school. Like, they cleaned up the, like, uh, the, the dude's, like, horrible mess at their house and everything and they're like still willing to give them like chance after chance after they've like proved to them that they're just not they they don't reliable or loyal no no they They don't deserve them at all no 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 no. um but i think i I don't know a close second is maybe the uh what is it the the Chinese food bit the and then. that was pretty yeah. funny and then yeah and that shows up throughout the entire that thing. like that, like, that felt like a, that felt like that felt like a and I think you should leave sketch it did yeah it definitely yeah. did I also see that on the internet a lot like that scene oh really from this I've movie, never seen it I see often yeah on the internet yeah. and I think that is maybe the saving grace of this movie is that I think for all the bits that I think now are almost. Uh, you know, with subversive comedy, I think, are driven into the ground. I think it's saving grace as far as timelessness is that, you know, we're making jokes about, you know, like, Chinese accents or even, like, men being trapped in cages. It's all pretty lighthearted. And even, like, you know, they kind of pull on the transgender aspect of the stripper, but she ends up on top. Like, she and her man are going out with that money and they don't give a fuck. And I was like, okay, you know, like, she wins in the end, honestly. Oh yeah, she gets all of her money back. But I was so confused too. I was like, "Are they not spending their money?" <laughs> yeah. Well, they there was clearly money that was taken out of the case, and she was just like fine with it. But they it got was a their Porsche, cut. and they got they got the Porsche, and I guess the tracksuits, which cost a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Did but, they with buy the secret it? pockets? I really liked the 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 like the tailor, the guy that played the tailor <laughs> in in this movie. Oh yeah, he was really good. Um, yep. so j- just so our audience knows real quick, we have about a minute left on this zoom. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a little commercial break. We're going to come back and jump right back into it. Does that sound good, Andrew? That sounds good to me. All right. We'll be right back. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the bucket of beef show. We had to take a quick, uh, hiatus cause zoom sucks. Uh, so, uh, we're here with Andrew Biggs. Andrew, thank you again for being with us today. No problem. Thank you very. I, actually, I, I have a quick question, if you don't mind. Yeah, what's up? So, as I like, obviously knew you guys were doing a podcast long before you guys had. Well, actually, I think you guys had shot some episodes when I did the branding for it. But uh, my most, I have a meta question, like a bucket of beef meta question that I've been Ooh, wondering. Okay. Cool. So, one, uh, does the synopsis get easier each time you guys do it? Because I feel like as time has passed, I feel like you guys, uh, re- it seems like you guys retained a lot more about this movie than I did. And I feel like, does that come with the territory of watching a lot of movies? Uh, definitely not. Uh, <laughs> Our synopses get worse and worse. They do get worse <laughs> every time. And it's only, like, I think the only reason today we were, like, with it is because we we're doing the episode maybe two or three hours yeah. after we watch the movie. Yeah. But a lot of times, like like the last episode we did Pulp Fiction, we hadn't watched that for almost 
two weeks before we decided no, to shoot No, it wasn't the that long. It was probably a week. It was, okay. But a, still, it was a long time. A week, and then you're like, Most okay, of the time, we'll, we'll go like three or four days yeah, after yeah. having watched the movie. And then initially, like, it was really easy because we were using Wikipedia, like, synopsis, which is, you know, free use, public, whatever. Like, it's easy. And I think, I don't know if you suggested it or if I suggested it, but, like, I was like, we should not only do it ourselves, but then we had these moments where we were like, we should do a little, like, skit. We're actors. We can do little skits about the synopsis. And we did, and it was fun for a while. But I think it's just easier overall to just be like, just go off the noggin. And yeah. Usually, the ramble. Usually I make him do it. Usually I make Luke do it. Every time. That's true. Yeah. yeah. He, he's definitely the man for uh, for committing to the bit without knowing what he's doing and just following it through. <laughs> oh, it's exactly, amazing. baby. Um, and then so we're just going to hop into question of the day and then we'll get back into talking about it just a little bit more. And yep. then we'll go into our sponsorship and we'll call it an episode. Um, so question of the day, which I spoke about before we started the podcast. So we were all mildly prepared. Um, we'll start with you, Luke, and then we'll jump to Andrew and then I'll finish off. Um, what is at the top of your bucket list? What is the, something you really want to do? And what's at the top of your anti bucket list? Something you would never do again, period. Point blank. the top of i'll do what i'll do what i would never do again just because i don't have the time for it or the money for it i would never take an unpaid internship again (laughs) i don't have a funny story for this i don't have a i don't have a funny story for it i just don't like working without pay (laughs) it's not (laughs) you can't at this point in your life man no i literally can't do that um yeah i guess i'll do that um i'm never I would say anti-bucket list. I'm going to flip it on its head a little bit. And, like, something that I would just never want to do. I'm never spraying mustard in my eyeball. All right? And you've done I'm never that. No, no. The things that I would just never oh, do. Oh, okay. I'm never putting mustard in my eyeball. Honestly, they, they wouldn't pay you to be on Jackass then. You gotta be, I know. you got to be more bold than that. That's going to be. Yeah. That's, so that's anti-bucket list. A thing I would never want to do. You're committed to the bit, but you're not committed to it. Mm-mm. Which is fair. Get that mustard out of my That's face. A thing. Yeah. No. Nope. Oh, no. Gross. Uh. Uh-uh. Um. And then bucket list thing. Mm. Oh, what would it be? It'd be great to own land one day. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like to not to not be perpetually renting. Damn. That's nice. I want to yeah. own land. There we go. <laughs> it's like so real. It's like yeah. It's like, it's like just like you get to that age where it's like I want to own space, you know, that yeah. I can afford. I also so 10, 10 pounds of gems. Ten pounds of gems. Yeah, give me ten pounds of gems right now. I mean, yeah. yeah. What okay. is this D and D? Yep. I was about to say you need to be a treasure hunter for a little bit. Ten pounds of gems. Why do I feel like it's kind of easy to be a treasure hunter? I feel like it's not. It's not. It's not difficult. <laughs> like. If you want to be a treasure hunter, you just have to like steal from the rich now. Yeah. All the tombs, all the tombs have been pilfered at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, just I mean, Nathan, Nathan museums Drake. are right there. Yeah. A lot of them are just like free to go into. Like, or you could like become like a world power, and you could just like steal artifacts from other countries, mm. and be like, "We're protecting the heritage. <laughs> <laughs> We're no better than the people who stole it the first time." Let me tell you. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but, but we're willfully game. telling you. We're fucked up. 
Yeah, yeah. You, humans have always liked to be like, that's my trinket. <laughs> <laughs> that's, my... that's my shiny. Oh my god. Does it keep you alive? Kinda. Kinda, maybe. Kinda. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Alright, what about well, you, my friend? Tell us tell us your okay. bucket list and anti-bucket list. So, the bucket list item is a little bit bullshit, because I, I really don't have a bucket list item. Boo. Um, but, no but, aspirations. But, no, 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 no. But my aspiration is very on brand for me. So, okay. I have always been a terrible liar, and people can usually tell when I'm lying. So, I've decided I'm doing this thing recently where I willfully will say the most ridiculous thing on my mind and see how far it takes for someone to, like, not believe me. You know? Like, okay. and it, it, gets, it gets crazier and crazier as time goes, but I've realized that a bucket list item, you know, most people, like, want to, like, you know, move to a foreign country and, like, reinvent themselves. But, like, I want to, like, go somewhere and just, like, bullshit everything. Like, see how far I could take it. You know, like, do a year. You know, people take, like, a year sabbatical. Or, like, a year, you know, to, like, find themselves. I want to do a year where I'm not myself. Like. I like that. Like, yeah. That's a really fantastic thing, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. yeah. Start really be an- small. Like, be Anthony Carlisle for a year. Yeah. It can be your name. <laughs> Top of yeah. my bucket list, reinvention. <laughs> yeah. Reinvention, but just for the bit. Like, just so I can go back and be like, dude, they all thought, like, you know, I was in it for the long haul. And then I just disappeared one day. Yeah, I have multiple yeah. children. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's like the fucking uh, the pillow episode of Adventure Time, but he willfully was like, "Well, I gotta go. Like, this was fun, but uh, you know, <laughs> gotta dip, <laughs> gotta dip. Sorry, I guess, but gotta bounce." Oh shit. Okay, so, so that's your, so that's your bucket list. That's, that's my your, bucket that's list. Your, okay. My anti bucket list is a little more grounded. Um, so. This is no offense to the state of Washington <gasps> or to Spokane. I want to make this very clear. Oh, but wow. I went on a cross-country road trip, and I somehow possessed myself that I was going to drive to Spokane and go to a boot shop. And immediately after getting there, you, you made a face, Alex. I got to know what <laughs> Sorry, you're Sorry, I was like, okay, boot shop. Okay, I'm with you. Let's do it. Okay. So I, I get there. And it's one of those things where, like, I get to the boot shop. I can't afford anything, obviously, because they're too fucking expensive. Is it, like, a world-famous boot shop? It's White's White's Boots Co. It's, like, a popular Pacific Northwest brand. But I get there, I window shop, and I realize it's 2 p.m. I don't have any fucking money. And now I'm in Spokane, Washington, and I do not want to drive anymore. So I was stuck in that city for an entire day with no plans. And... You know, I'm not the most adventurous man, but, like, you can only drive to so many, like, Duluth Trading Co's or, like, parks, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. So, like, before you're like, why the fuck did I do this, you know? So I will never drive somewhere solely for the idea of visiting one store. How long did you walk around? Like, well, not how long did you walk around. Like, how long did it take you to get there for, like, that point in your destination? So to, like, visit a boot store that you up- couldn't afford? I woke up in Boise, Idaho, and I drove from Boise to Spokane. It was probably like a six-hour drive, and wow. I stopped in oh, Pendleton. Shit. And then I was there all night. I went downtown. I went out to Coeur d'Alene, which is beautiful. And then I ended up uh, going to a bar and hanging out with an O'Doul's and my iPad, and I made some friends. And then I slept in a Target parking lot until about 5 a.m., and then I drove to Seattle. Damn. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
Road Warrior. Road Warrior. I drove 10,000 miles in three weeks, so that was just a day. Of Crazy. That trip. Damn, that's impressive, man. Yeah. So I would drive 10,000 <laughs> miles and I would shop for pricey boots just to be a man. Um, so yeah, no, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess like weird top of my bucket list is just skydiving. I just want to jump out of a plane. I want to skydive really, we should skydive together. That would be a It'd wild. It'd be really thing. fun yeah. watching you piss your pants. I'm worried I'm, too, I'm worried I'm too wide though. Like I'm worried like I'm too short and stumpy that, cause you have to have somebody attached to your back Yeah. that he'd be like, can you just walk for me? <laughs> like to the plane and i would just have to like hunch over to and carry him yeah um but like that's like my only fear in skydiving otherwise i, I would you could totally do it no yeah, yeah for sure yeah for sure. i think the weight limit for skydiving most times is like 350 so no, if yeah. you're like very good i'm yeah. not close yeah not close um and then my i guess my anti-bucket list i'll never touch a four loco again nah i decided oh. that a long time ago um i decided that when i was 19 it's funny because we have a roommate now who was there for that last experience <laughs> what happened i was at a party with someone i would eventually live with who i don't live with now but i would eventually live with and i was just like i was that super bold 19 year old kid i was like i'll do anything i'm gonna be the life of the party whatever and i was like going super hard on some jungle juice and this guy had four locos and no one would touch him. I was like, I'll have one. And he was like, yeah, okay. And I was like, no, I'll have one. Like, it's cool. And he was like, I'll tell you what. I'll bet you 100 bucks. You can't drink two of them Shit. right now. And I was like, bet. I can do that. And he was like, you can take as much time as you want. You can take until the end of the party to have both four locos. Bet you can't drink both. I was like, okay. Cut to like an hour and a half later. I got through like half of the second one. And I'm being carried home. By two people I barely know. Oh, shit. I get into my apartment. I crawl. It's like it's like a weird four-bedroom situation, but I'm, like, crawling on this living room floor. I, like, can't stand up. I can't walk. Oh, God. And I start vomiting profusely. And it's really red because I just had, I had that jungle juice right at the beginning. And I'm like, oh, I'm dying. Yeah. So, like, there's a trail of just red vomit to the shower. I get in the shower. I fall asleep in the shower. I wake up shivering and cold. Like, my hands are blue. Oh, my God. I get out, and I go into the living room, and I, like, I see the red trail, and I'm like, I might be dead. And I go to my bedroom, and I, I lay down, and I passed out for, like, 17 hours. Wow. It Damn. was the m most destructive. So bottom line is no four loco. I, I love the again. meta that you're like, I'm going to die, but I'm just <laughs> accepting it. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, you've got to do it. I don't know. You know, um, so that, yeah, that's why I don't drink anymore. Honestly. I mean, I, I will drink occasionally, but I cut out drinking cause that shit will get you fucked. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Drinking as a whole. I mean, I feel like, especially as I'm older now, grappling with it is such a thing. Yeah. And like, it's, it's so, I, I don't know what the word is. like bold in our uh, in our uh, our age group mm. our society or and like everyone's like do it it's cool it's fun it'll get you to where you need to be to be social with your people I'm like nah it's not mm. especially as he drinks you're... a victory gold monkey <laughs> IPA gold monkey. however 
don't need it. You know, you know. No, I understand. Yeah. I get you. I love the um, victory. Okay. If you would have made it to two, you probably would have been passed out, but still been able to claim the money. You know? <laughs> Honestly, you if, you didn't, if you didn't drink the jungle juice, you probably could have done it. Yeah, yeah. But he waited until I was, like, already not well. Oh, no. Like, you can't do it. And he I was planned like, of course that. I did. He was oh, like, yeah, I don't want to bring these home. <laughs> he played it off on you. <laughs> Uh, okay, so jumping back into Dude, Where's My Car? We talked about the good, the bad. I want to know who's everyone's favorite, uh, who is everyone's favorite uh, character or caricature mm. in this one. Damn. Because uh, I think I, I really like the, the guy who gets his dog high while I don't agree with him doing that. <laughs> He's just vibes, and I like it. <laughs> I liked it when they were the jocks were like beating him up, and they held, had him held down, and they were just like patting his belly. <laughs> they were like drumming his little belly, like very lightly, like you would do a large animal. Like, I love that. That was really good. Honestly. So he's, he's your favorite? Yeah. Okay. He's your favorite. I really, really liked. So this is this is maybe a little meta, but I like in uh in Chester and um what the fuck Jesse. What's the other one's name? Jesse. 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 I like when one of them is the smart one. If that makes sense. Like like in the beginning, they start off real fucking dumb. But I think there's always these moments where one of them like. When Chester fucking knows the ostrich fact in the in the cage, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that is like so relatable because I feel like in the era of content, it's like I never know anything, and then one person is like, "What do you know about pogo sticks?" And I'm like, "Dude, I'm fucking ready. Like, I was prepared <laughs> for this moment, and I empathize with that man. I fuck with that. That's it is like how I am about like... Spider-Man. Like, yeah. Like... Luke, what so do you got for us? Did you have your favorite? Oh, who would mine be? I'm trying to go back into the depths. I think it's the Dutch boys or the German boys or the Austrian <laughs> boys, whatever they're supposed to be. You loved that man's chest. Like, I love I love them. Screen, I also like, love oh my God. They like they they save the universe because they guess they they like say the hole in one correctly. <laughs> yeah. For the eighteenth hole. And like they're like everyone's celebrating and they just like hold each other and they like put their <laughs> foreheads <laughs> together yeah honestly when they were like oh yeah it's the the two gay men it's like yeah no they have a special connection travel in the universe oh exactly. yeah oh yeah what kills me though i was like did jesse and chester them. know what they got on that last hole in one did they say that did i well, miss that the reason that they knew what they got is because they they saw the poster that was if you get a hole in one on the 18th hole, you get a lifetime Yo, oh supply shit. of pudding. Dude, because it's a smart back. movie. Yeah. Because they pay attention to the shit that they put into their movie. The pudding's not just a throwaway thing. The Rubik's Cube is not just a Rubik's Cube. The straw has a purpose. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the only thing I did was the kaleidoscope, I think. Just the kaleidoscope. <laughs> the kaleidoscope. Yeah. The kaleidoscope. Everything else did. Well, that kind of threw me for a loop because I was like, they're going to try to play the kaleidoscope off as this transponder. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's all just so. Fun. I, I have a hot yeah. take. Um, oh, so you know, in, in playing back to Luke's uh, Luke's millennial fantasy about owning land, for how ridiculous this movie is, I feel like the ridiculous shit is the most relatable. Like you know, being swooned after alien women and fighting nerds, you know, for space time continuum was relatable. But the fact that two <laughs> men that are pizza delivery guys and half ass at it can afford a, a single home with each other. Oh my they, god, I didn't been, think they, about that. Been yeah, dating, I mean, it is a shithole, but it's true. Yeah. They've been dating these women for a year and never even, like, 
had sex, which I feel like is unheard of in today's age unless you're celibate or Catholic. 100%. And, like, there's so many elements of the reality where, like, those Adidas suits were expensive. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, like, they have the secret pockets. Yo, know, what's crazy is they had, like, the music swung, like, and they're like, I'm like, what the fuck? I love is the berets this? they get in the end. The berets are <laughs> so cute with their names. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I will, I'm going to go back really quick. I'm going to say my, like, honorable mention favorite character was their, uh, their boss at the pizza place. Oh yeah, Mr. I thought he was really fun. Pizza Capo. Yeah, Mr. Pizza Capo. <laughs> he's always he's always dressed and ready to go. Yeah. Yo, he delivers his own pizzas. Jesse and Chester were not there at the fucking uh, what was the last place they were at? At the, the arcade. At the arcade, he was like, "I'm gonna hand deliver these thirty pizzas," and I was like, "You go, sir." Yeah. For all we he know, let he let the pizza had... fall on his face. He didn't know what was like. Yeah. He was like, "I don't even know how to make a pizza for real." <laughs> <laughs> Jesse and Chester made him go real down bad, so he's got to do his own work. <laughs> also, also, really quick, I am gonna I mention mention this. Like, stoner, like, young stoner bros make the best pizzas. Yeah. Like, their pizzas are so good. I'm not going to name the name of this restaurant that Drew and I used to eat at all the time when we were in high school. Starts with a G. It's a pizza spot. (laughs) It's gone now. Is it gone now? It's it's closed. It's closed. Okay, so I'm not worried about talking about it. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm glad. So this place is called Greg, was called Greg's Pizza. It was actually right next door to a Little Caesars Pizza. But what was incredible about them is you could go and correct me if I'm getting the price of this wrong. You could go in and you could get what they called a slice special, which was basically like a huge slice of pizza. It was basically like a quarter of a pizza in one slice. And you would get that, like a a medium-sized drink, and... A half bag of breadsticks, which is half a dozen. And these breadsticks are all probably, like, I would say at the least, like, six inches long. Yeah, like a strong girth. You know? Like four to six strong inches girth, with yeah. a very strong girth. Yeah. A very pleasing girth, you know? And uh, and the shit slapped. And it came with, like, free, like, like chive cheese, like yeah, chive cheese cream dip. cheese dipping sauce, garlic cheese oh, dipping sauce. Cheese dip was to die for, dude. It, it and would... it was like, it was cold and it was so good. And, um, and it was like five bucks. It was, it was less than $10. I mean, it was four fifty, I think. Shit. This would have been, God, I feel old now. This was like 2015. Cause I remember I would pay, I would pay six fifty if I wanted to get <laughs> yeah. a cookie with it. But what was so good about Greg's is the dudes that worked there like you would never trust them for anything in your life aside from making pizzas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like just like I'm sure I like I'm sure like and that's like not knowing them. You know one of our friends actually did work there and he is an incredibly reliable and sweet boy. But off rip if you're just, if you're like a 65-year-old man and you're like looking into that kitchen without any prior knowledge of who these boys are, you're like these boys were built for this. Yeah. Like this is they're calling, you know, and they made the best fucking food. They killed it. And then there was a, there was a fire in the building that it's, that Greg's was a part of. Oh my God. And they le- ended up letting go all of the, the young high guys. And they brought in a bunch of middle-aged folks who were depressed and smoked cigarettes constantly, but otherwise seemed sober. And let me tell you the fucking quality of Greg's pizza 
it dropped like six points out of ten. Oh no! Yeah. It went so from sad. like a nine and a half to like a like a three and a half. Yeah, maybe a three point two. Point. You know? Yeah, it's bad. But the high boys, they know pizza. Of course they do. They know pizza. Oh, yeah. You've really underpinned the the ways in which uh, weed culture really doesn't form good good food in certain places. Exactly. That's actually crazy to exactly. think about. That like high high folks are like solely responsible for five star review reviews in a lot of instances. <laughs> That's true too. Isn't that crazy? Exactly. To think about. Well, being high just teaches you what you already know, and that's the a good munch is a good munch. A good munch. Yeah. You know, like some there has to be a Michelin star somewhere that is like solely based on someone's zaza. Could be <laughs> zaza consumption. He's like, ah, I gotta go in for this review today, but I, I can't handle it. I'm just gonna get. Baked yeah, as fuck. the reviews just like got high as fuck, ate the pie and cried. Yeah. <laughs> I just picture these like really high end chefs. Their eyes are super red, and they're looking over like a stew, and they're just like, mm. <laughs> they're just like so. I don't know. Just, <laughs> Why are they crying? Because it's so good. Like, oh, I like, see. Like, I thought they so were. Excited. I thought they were mixing it up, and they were afraid of what they'd made. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> like, like afraid of how good it's going. What, what, what have we done? Is this going to make us do more work? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what have I done? What have I Seriously. created? <sighs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so let's jump into just our very final thoughts for Dude, Where's My Car? Um, we had some incredible discussion. Um, I'll, I'll I jump. waited to toot your own horn. I know. I feel I said yeah, we uh, had uh, some. Uh, don't no, pat my not. back, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Um, I'm patting his back so hard. <laughs> He's so proud. Um. No, I like I had so much fun watching this and like that the the raunchy comedy that we haven't seen in such a long time like it's like oddly refreshing even though like part of my spine like kind of like goes ugh Ooh. like like you feel it um but like all these young actors that kind of eventually came up to be took like off and yeah the crazy that, shit. That, yeah that Jennifer Gardner ended up doing 13 going on 30 yes I mean yeah, come yeah, on yeah. or was this was this after that this was before I it was before I think yeah. it was had to be yeah yeah, yeah. But it's so funny because this is like the white people's Friday. It really is. <laughs> it really is the white Friday. Absolutely, that's very fair. But it's still just a vibe. Like it's still it still is just a vibe. And like I had so much from watching it. And I mean I wasn't fucked up when I watched it, but I could definitely be like, I could have a great time getting fucked up and hanging out and chilling with this movie. Yeah. Um, Ashton Kutcher's fun. Sean William Scott is fun. Jennifer mm-hmm. Gardner's fun. Uh, Sokolov, I don't remember. Hot chicks were fun. Yeah, hot chicks were fun. Fun. Yeah, even the ostrich man was fun. Yeah, dude, that was Data. That was Data from Star Trek. My dad confirmed. No shit. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's crazy. I also love just quick shout out that the opening credits very much read like an animorphs. (laughs) <laughs> book cover the instant it started he was like animorphs yeah literally <laughs> for all of those those of you that haven't ever seen an animorphs book cover just look it up watch the opening credits for this movie and then just search animorphs book covers and oh, yeah. you'll understand <laughs> yeah. exactly what i'm talking about and uh and uh my my very last thought is um uh fabio yeah fabio is a uh is the pillar of a uh, love and fun Mm-hmm. That encapsulates what this movie really is. Yeah, that Fabio scene. Fall. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, that's Fabio. Yeah, that's yeah, Fabio. Dude, I've Fabio heard that. Was... I didn't even realize. I, I, okay, I've heard that name so many times. I was like, oh shit, it's that guy. Yeah, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Fabio. Damn. 
The guy from all the books, I think. I think he's a book guy. All, the, all the fuck books. Yeah, all the fuck <laughs> books. All the fuck books. Um, Luke, do you want to go? Good, fun, good, smart, <laughs> dumb, good, fun. That's my feedback. Damn. I love it. Yep. That was great. Damn, that was so well articulated. Thank you. <laughs> I, so... It, I had to look this up, but this movie was made for $13 million, which I feel like with how much we keep, I mean, like the Lord of the Rings series was made for a billion. So in perspective, like no money, even in 2000, I feel like that's no money. No, not at all. I think this movie outdid itself a hundred percent for how, for how low brow it is. Like the dancing bits, some of the dumb shit they pull in there, the Fabio scene, honestly, the scene where they make out as a as a sign. So good. Oh my god! Yeah, I was so like, they really so went for that shit. It. I was like, wow. But even just like the, I don't know. I feel like as we go into like the later two thousands, I feel like so many low budget movies are really trying to be low budget movies, and they end up kind of ruining themselves because they're not trying to be a good movie. And I think this movie did its best to be good. And I think they, they kind of succeeded in that way. And uh, oh, I, I'm impressed. I'm impressed they made a movie for this price that was as good as it was. Knowing that for sure alters what I'm going to give it on the scale, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. $13 million, that's really impressive. It's super low. Yeah. Wow. Shit. So, um, no, I loved it. I thought it was fun. I thought it was creative. And, uh, you know, I feel like even if you've never seen it, you could say, dude, where's my car? And it will stay iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. For sure. Um, I think I'm going to give this an, an 8.1 out of 10. Ooh. I, yeah, I, I, I will say what you just said has altered that score for sure. Cause I think initially I would have probably given it like a 7.1, just like a full point off, but like on wow, the $13 million dollar budget, Damn. that's, that's amazing. Yeah. And you can, and like, like you even said it was made with love. You could tell it was made with love mm-hmm. and it was a passion project for sure for somebody, for the writers who would say it's based on actual events, which we're doing anyway it's pretty funny you know yeah so yeah um yeah i'm settled with 8.1 i think all right you want to go drooby yeah um i so admittedly i feel kind of bad for saying this but i picked this movie but i am not a comedy man i don't really respect them and i i think that, <laughs> I, I think i think that movies that uh you know change the human experience th- this is not one of those movies Sure. Um, you know, so I am going to give it a solid, you know what? And for the bit, I'm going to do a 6.9 because I feel like, uh, you know, you know, lower on the scale because, you know, honestly it it doesn't move me anywhere, but I do think the, you know, it's, it's worth being up there with the greats of comedy or maybe might even maybe underrated compared to, you know, some of the movies we think of good comedy. Yeah, for sure. I dig that. I dig that a lot. Yeah. Ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go seven point eight. Ooh, fun movie, fun movie, and I've said this on a million of our podcasts before. If a movie is unashamed, unembarrassed, and fully dedicated to being itself, and dedicates itself to the bit and the idea, I appreciate it. And so I appreciate the hell out of this movie for that. I think they had a really wonderful team that got together on this. It seems like it. I know nothing about what really happened behind the scenes. Maybe it was a nightmare. (laughs) Uh, But in my brain, I choose to believe that people had a good time. Oh, for sure. And that the vision was fulfilled. No, I totally, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm with you on it. 
Oh, boy. We're good. Right. I know, I know. Okay, so we have ten minutes left oh. that we have to wrap up within ten minutes. Um, so just we're going to give our beef score. We're going to dive into our, our sponsorship, and we'll get out of here. So, cool. Um, shit, beef score. Imagine, imagine pudding. Hmm. Imagine beef pudding. Like bread pudding. Imagine it. Uh, pudding. You uh, get mostly like ground pepper, mostly ground pepper in a pudding. It's a chocolate pudding with ground pepper, with bits of of beef. Oh. Like basically, like what I'm going for is beef jerky, highly peppered beef jerky, Jack Links beef jerky, peppered pudding in chocolate yeah. pudding. Yeah, in chocolate pudding form. Damn, I think Damn. that is like like it's. Like, you, you, look, you're going to try it. It's odd. It's strange. Dude, where's my car? No one knows what that movie's going to be about, really. You know, you put it in your mouth, you taste it, and you're like, mm, I get the sweet. It's very sweet. It's very subtle. It's very kind because of the chocolate. But then you get the pepper. You get the more adverse, like, jokes, the strangeness, the, the, the weird aspects of it. And you swallow, and you're like, you know what? I did it. And thank God I did it. And that's 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 that, I think. Beautiful. Yeah. The one that I'm gonna go with is that they at Aldi they sell these uh, these little like microwavable half burger things. It's like <laughs> burger American cheese, like in a half of a tiny pita bread. Ooh! And you microwave them. Ooh. And on paper, it's like it just seems like dumb and silly, and like just doesn't really make sense. Like a weird combination. Um, but when you taste it. It fucking slaps. It's like garbage. It's del- delightful garbage. It makes me happy. Damn. And it reminds me of getting high at uh, in college. Nice. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So my beef score uh, is going to be like ordering pa- Pad Say You at a Oof. really sketchy mm-hmm. Thai restaurant. You know, it's 930. You have no plans. You order takeout. It's dark. You get there. It's kind of dingy. It's kind of sketchy. You don't know how you feel. You get your your pad CU, your brown noodles, your broccoli. You know, you know. You drive it home. It's still warm. You go in to eat it. You find out the beef is like a nice bulgogi. You know, something like well serenaded, well seared. You know, like you you thought this was gonna be a bad night, but you go to sleep full. You know, you went out there and adventured into the darkness, and you came back to the warmth and uh, you know the sleeper. The, the, the sleeper is what I say. The sleeper. That's incredible. The that sleeper. was beautiful. Well said. Someone should make that, by the way. If someone uh, ever wants to make pad say you with bulgogi, I'll uh, judge you for it. Oh, yeah. Incredible. Honestly, if you're listening, make it. Send it to us. All right. Let's get it done. Bam. Hopeful sponsors. Hopeful Here sponsor we go. time. Um, a pill that makes your shoulders not hurt. Uh, it just fixes it. Not like temporary fix, like Tylenol or Advil. I'm talking flesh healing serums. All right. In a gel cap form. Uh, it's free. You get a free uh, free pizza with every purchase. Mm. What are you mm-hmm. naming it? Uh, it's called uh, Fix Your Right Up, Please. Fix Your Right Up, Please, Pill? Yep. Okay. <laughs> fix Your Right Up, Please, How pill. much does it go for? Uh, it goes for $2. Wow, that's a preferred permafix? That's yep. nice. Mm-hmm. Permafix. Damn. Yeah. They would that's never gross. make it that cheap. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big Farmer said big money, and you're going to give it. <laughs> okay. 
Andrew, you want to hit us with your uh, your hopeful sponsor? This is a big deal. This is the yeah, first uh, is, hopeful first. sponsor from someone outside of us, too. Wow. This is big. Yeah. Well, so, uh, you know, I um, knowing Luke this long, knowing he's my connection, you know, into this world, uh, I'm going to... I'm going to say I want to be spider- sponsored by Minor Inconvenience, you know. Ooh. Everyone goes to the dark web to uh to hire, uh, you know, hitmen, you know, criminal underlords, but I just want to hire someone to like inconvenience, you know, someone to do something for me. Like, you know, not slash his tires, but like leave a nail in there, you know. F- flat premium, you know, above board Ooh, business, yeah. you know, like minor crimes, you know. So, I like uh, that. Like an egg on a windowsill. Yeah, yeah, like like yeah. you just wake up like, and there's a broken egg. <laughs> it's like you know, like they left the heat on in the pan and then they put it in the you know in the sink. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like one roll of toilet paper that got finally shredded and is spread throughout your entire living room. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I in the spe- love in the that. spirit of the trout prince, minor inconvenience. Yes. Ooh. How much would it cost to rent this this person? I'm going to say it depends on the job, you know, like any good hitman, you know, if you want to pay, play a premium, you can get them. But I'm going to say like a strong, you know, you could probably find a guy for 75 bucks who would like, you know, clog a toilet, you know? Oh yeah. There we go. He's got to feed him first. Oh yeah. <laughs> you got to, yeah, that's, <laughs> 75 and you got to feed him some beans. That's awesome. Um, I think, okay. So I, it, it, I don't know if people know in this podcast. I've been dating someone for a while. You know how when you and your significant other can't decide on what to eat or uh, or uh, what to go do, you just can't do it? I want to have an app where, like, th- this app just decides everything. You're just, like, there's, like, a food tab or, like, a do tab. You pick one, and it's, like, wh- if me and her can't figure out what we want to eat, it just tells us. It tells us what to do. Honestly, that's got some scary implications. Does it? You think like, so? You you do enough of those, and then the algorithms like steal a car. No. Yeah. See, that's how <laughs> the, your your two your two services could mix together, because if you want to if if like you're on Drew's platform and you want like a cheaper, uh, you want someone to do like just weird shit for you for free to inconvenience people, you uh you could have like a back door in Alex's app. Yeah. Where it's like, Ooh. where it's like Egg John's house. Yeah, they don't know what they're doing. They're playing into the service. Like, I guess we have to. It's the event for the day. <laughs> the event. <laughs> we Weirdest date night shit. ever. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. I think that's great. It's like a spit in Sally's salad. <laughs> <laughs> that's for like married couples. That's for like people who've been married for like 20, 30 yeah. years. Just like spit, spit in her salad. I'll give you 75 bucks and, and baked beans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Ugh. Well, I think that about wraps up this episode of the Bucket of Beef Show. Andrew, thanks so much for hanging out with us. No. I really appreciate it. You were an incredible, incredible. We had guest. such a good time. Oh no! Thank you guys so much for having me on. Um, thank you much for uh, let me, you know, build your identity and put you out there in the world and be behind your beautiful voices. It's been a it's been a pleasure to see it grow and with the Patreon and all the episodes. I'm very honored, honestly. Oh, we're honored for sure. Yes. Do you have anything you want to plug while you're here? Is there anything that you do or or, or, yeah, or want to tell to? anyone? Like, um, honestly, I've been thinking about this a lot recently. But uh, you know, uh, host a craft night. Learn how to learn how to paint, even if you suck at it. Um, you know, have fun with your friends, build communities. Because you know, as we said, shit's expensive. Life's scary. 
So, uh, you know, do fun shit, you know. It pays It pays to have fun with your friends. Um, Absolutely does. And, uh, yeah, that's it from me. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, gang, my name is Alex Morrison. My name is Luke Hodson. His name is... Andrew Biggs. Oh. Uh. And thank you for joining us this fine evening, morning, afternoon dusk dawn hour that you're listening to this podcast yes sir uh special shout out to all of our patrons you guys make the world go around for us thank you to everybody who listens chuckles uh especially when they check us out on facebook youtube and, and instagram yes. at Bucket of listen Show. to us with joy or disdain in your heart whatever whatever floats your boat <laughs> baby we'll pay for a mortal enemy yep oh yeah thank you thank you thank you Okay. Thank you. Have a great day. Yeah. Hit him with the outro. Quest complete. Thank you, hero. Bye-bye. Ending of the pod. He's a liar. He's a liar. Beef. Bottom of the barrel. Bottom of the bucket. Bottom of the bucket. Yeah. Beef. Seasoned to perfection. Divine. Too wet. Beef. It's a masterpiece, baby. (laughs) Beef.